Ladies and gentlemen, it's Christmas Day. Legitly, I'm recording this on Christmas Day. So the first thing I want to say is Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And for all of those who say it's no longer politically correct to say Merry Christmas, I'll just fucking say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to all of the people who enjoy it and buy humbug to the motherfuckers who do not. Today's episode is going to be a very special episode. It's going to be for me because I know a lot of people don't like what I say, but they can't disagree with what I say when it comes to the business of professional wrestling in this podcast. My co-host, Mark Morell, sometimes doesn't like what I say on this podcast, but it cannot be disagreed with. And today, we're going to talk about Jackson Riker, AKA also known as Gunner when he was an impact. And if anybody who knows me personally knows that I felt Gunner was the best wrestler in impact, best look, best mic, best skill. And I know he was not looked at as a major player to some people's eyes, but when he came over to NXT, I was upset that he didn't come over with the name Gunner. Jackson Riker should be rebranded as Gunner. And for people who don't know, a lot of people don't like Gunner because he happens to have real heat on him in the WWE. See, this episode is going to seem like a promo or a shoot for Jackson, for, for Jackson Riker, but it is not. This is just me being, as Paul Heyman would say, a advocate for the character, for the man, for the person that Jackson Riker is. And as I'm advocating for him at this moment in time, and it would be dope in the wrestling business if he had a black person representing himself, representing Jackson Riker, so that they can shit on the, on the people, on the fans, on a regular basis. Before I get into why Jackson Riker should be the next WWE champion or the next WWE Universal Champion, I want you to understand his background, who he is, what he's about, and what he's capable of. TNA slash Impact one time put together one of their best packages. It wasn't overproduced, it wasn't underproduced and explain how Jackson Riker became a, mar a Marine, how all he ever wanted to do was become a professional wrestler. That when he, there's a picture of him in his mother's arms or his father's arms, I forget, but he's in one of his parents' arms. And he literally says, that's the moment I started thinking about wrestling. Oh, shit. Gunner, Jackson Riker, 
a.k.a. Gunner, to me at that moment in time, said something that we had never heard in the business of professional wrestling. That from, you always hear people from when they was as kids, but to say when I was in my parents' arms as an infant, not even weeks old, that was the first thoughts of wrestling begins to change the framework of how you look at Jackson Riker. It changed it for me. Jackson Riker, in my personal opinion, like I said earlier, can become literally, 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 literally become the single most hated wrestler in the business today. And WWE dropped the ball for not riding a roller coaster they should have rode for six months until now. In this episode, we're going to talk about how we should be, how they should build Jackson Riker. We're going to talk about Jackson Riker's accomplishments. This man is an ex-Marine. He was a machine gunner in the Marines, uh, a.k.a. known the gay name as Gunner. He should have trademarked it and kept it and licensed it to WWE. There's money in that name across the shirts. Gunner, Jackson Riker, the Gunner. If you're not going to let him have it as a real name, let him keep it as a surname. He should be Doug Gunner. Jackson Riker is an accomplished Marine veteran. He served this country. He has a, he has given his life for the nation. And by God's will, because he is a God fearing man, by God's will, he was allowed to come back. And live life as a civilian. And he has represented us all in standing on the wall and defending this nation. Now I'm going to run down some accolades of Jackson Riker because this ain't no lame dude playing around. He was the APW Chester heavyweight champion two times. East Coast Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champion one time. Ground Zero Wrestling Champion one time. National Wrestle Alliance National Heavyweight NWA National Heavyweight Champion one time. Future Legends Cup 2010. He was the NWA Anarchy Heavyweight World Champion. He was the NWA Anarchy Tag Team Champion. And NWA Charlotte. I'm going down to history, people. He was the Mid-Atlantic Heritage Champion. And Pro Wrestling Illustrated. In 2014, he was ranked number 40 of the top 500 single wrestlers in PWI's 500. He was premier extreme. He was the premier wrestling experience television champion. Showtime All-Star Wrestling International Heavyweight Champion. Southern Western Association. The Rhino the, the Rima Cup holder. And when he got the TNA 
total nonstop action slash impact. He was the TNA television champion. He was the TNA tag team champion, champions with James Storm. He was feast or fiend world heavyweight championship contract. 2013, he was the feast or fiend tag team championship contract. 2013. This man is not someone who does not understand the business of professional wrestling. He has the accolades and he has the look. And as we all know quietly, he has an it factor. He's dedicated his mind and body to this build to this business and he knows exactly what to do. He's ran the indie circuit which you guys call now internet wrestling. He's accomplished all of these things. Now he's in the WWE. He had a faction called the Forgotten Sons that on NXT should have been bigger. And then now he's in an alliance with Elias. But for six months, Jackson Riker had to sit down because the people who he defended for their right of freedom of speech and expression had a fucking problem with him tweeting about Donald Trump. You don't have to be a Donald Trump fan to be upset that someone has the right to say they support someone. He said in his tweet, and I quote June 1st, 2020, Thankful for POTUS, for the POTUS we have. God bless America, built for freedom, forgotten no more. When I saw that tweet, I thought nothing of it. It was a simple thank you to the president. God blessing America. America being built for freedom and forgotten no more. I read it, I kept moving. I said, very patriotic of him. But you peripheral cocksuckers try to make it look like he was virtue signaling and took what he said and twisted it. He didn't say he doesn't support the previous POTUS. For those of you who do not know, it stands for President of the United States. At one point, while Jackson Riker served in the U.S. Armed Forces. He, would, he, he can tell you himself that if you asked him who was the Marine Corps, the, excuse me, if you, I just brain farted. If you asked him who is the Marine Corps chief and comm commander in chief, he would tell you the President of the United States. That wouldn't have mattered if it was Obama or Bush or even Clinton. That the president of the United States is his commander in chief, whether he likes him or not. And as a Marine, no matter who your commander in chief is, you will take orders from him. In this tweet, he didn't bash Obama. He didn't bash Pelosi. He didn't bash Democrats, nor did he bash Republicans, nor did he say Trump's name in say his name in the tweet. 
He set the title of what the man was. Thankful for the president of the United States we have. God bless America. Built for freedom, forgotten no more. He had his brothers and sisters in the WWE who shares that locker room with him with all of the same dreams and aspirations sit back and shit on him because he chooses to show the world his patriotic side. He fought for you. And this is what you do to an American soldier. Hell, Randy Orton ran away in real life and couldn't handle being in the Marines and went AWOL. Jackson Riker stayed. But you celebrate Randy Orton, but you won't celebrate the person who's fought for your freedom. Whether we went into World War Three or not, whether we're in Iraq or not, whether we're in South Africa or not, whether we're running roughshod on Iran or not. You all should be ashamed of yourselves for what you've said and you've done. And especially the boys and girls that sit in that locker room with the same dreams and goals and aspirations. You know you sit there and you see Riker and you see the future WWE champion. You look at Riker and you see the future. You know you do. You also see the future universal champion. But like people do, they huddle up and get mad. Y'all not mad at Vince for being good friends with Donald Trump. Oh, you're not mad at Vince McMahon for being friends with Donald Trump. You won't dare shit say a word to the old man. But you'll gang up on Jackson Riker. And you'll put your opinions and your emotions and you're running up to head office and how dare you and this, that and the other. Fuck out of here. Did Roman Reigns serve the armed forces? Did Brock Lesnar served served in the armed forces? Did Randy Orton run from the armed services? But you don't want to remember that. You don't want to think about the reality of it. And 95% of you that are judging Jackson Riker and mad that he's even back on television, never even served this country and protected the walls of this nation like the way he has. Now that wasn't a promo I was cutting. This is my true thoughts and opinion of Jackson Riker. I'm not a fan of Jackson Riker. I am a supporter of Jackson Riker. A fan to none of y'all. So now let's look at what we have. This man's controversy. And let me let you see. And let me let me break down this man's controversy of his tweet. Was on Forbes magazine. Bleedingcool.com, Sports Kita, Give Me Smart, Sport, Daily DDT, 
heel by nature, wrestling headlines. Oh, it keeps going, ladies and gentlemen. Ringside news, wrestling headlines, wrestling ink. Every YouTube video that talks about wrestling that you could think about every YouTube podcast. Pop culture. Dot com. Wrestling world dot com. Pro wrestling news dot com. Oh, the list goes on and on and on. And your social media tweets and your Instagrams and your shitty little Facebook posts and all of these things. Hmm. And let's not forget, it's the tweet that offended Kevin Owens. Go to the, he hasn't even served his Canadian armed forces. He can go eat a dick too. Jackson Reich, I always say people, before I get into the, as Mark would say, my co-host, the meat and potatoes of this of of this podcast. I got a st- thing that I say that wrestlers, when they hit, when they get near the age of forty, they're at a wrestling prime. Hulk Hogan's best matches were at forty. The Rock, Batista, when we got Batista, when he was healed, Batista, that was in his forties. The Rock's best matches, close to 40. The list goes on and on and on and on. He is born June 2nd, 1982. He is 38 years of age. This man is uh, entering his wrestling prime. For 20 years, he have carved and paved officially. He started in the independent circle circle and with, with NWA Anarchy 2001. If I'm correct, I might be wrong on that. I do not have any notes in front of me to go off of that. This is just me reading this. Most of the people in the WWE that enter NXT don't got 20 years of learning wrestling under their belt. And some of them don't even have TV experience because he comes from Impact Wrestling. He comes from a television pro- produced product. This man understands cameras. This man understands lighting. He understands how his body should look, how it shouldn't look. And the best thing about Jackson Riker, a.k.a. the Gunner. He knows exactly where he's supposed to be in that ring. In my personal opinion, he's the most solid piece of wrestling in that company right now. 245 at six foot one. And if you leave it to me, I'll tell him to put on 25 more pounds of muscle. He's a monster in the waiting. So now the question I would say this is the part that I should that I would show of the show when I go into booking what I believe they should do with Jackson Riker at this point. Because see, America, the the fuck boys and the new generation millennials and the social justice warriors who hate everything politically correct or anything that stands in representation of protecting the nation. 
this should be milked to the T. It's cute what they're doing with Elias. But if you can't get Elias over the way he needs to be gotten over, what makes you think that teaming him with Elias is going to help him in the long run? That is a short thought plan. Someone woke up and said, put him with Elias. And they said, that's going to work. You kept him off of TV for six months. So this is what I think they should do. They should let the ne- the next couple of weeks go by. And when he goes into the Royal Rumble, you should enter Jackson Riker in at number one. And Jackson Riker should throw out and break Brock Lesnar's record and throw out 17 superstars. Not in the same way Brock did it. A little bit more hassle. And he should make it to the last four wrestlers. And whoever the two biggest stars are in the ring, outside of who is going to be the winner of the Royal Rumble, you should have Jackson Riker throw them out. And he should break the time record. Two records in one night. Something that he can talk about on the mic. And have him get thrown out last. And let the audience love to hate him. And create that hate. Let the people say, why the fuck are they backing Jackson Riker? Why are they supporting him? How dare he? He supports Donald Trump. This is the worst thing ever. You could turn that hate into money. Because WWE does not have a true heel in the company at all. Or Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. And when you do something beautiful like that, now we give Jack, Jackson Riker the shit-talking conversation. And whoever the most love superstar that is on the roster you feed him to jackson Riker at wrestlemania and you let him win you want to do something even more beautiful let him take the belt the united states championship off of bobby lashley because people love bobby lashley they protect bobby lashley oh and because bobby is black and Riker is white this would work out perfect. Marine uh, Armed Services versus Armed Services. Let's look up Bobby Lashley for a second, people. I want you to think about that. Do we not forget that Bobby also served in the Armed Services? Or maybe, or maybe even better, put him up against Randy motherfucking Orton. The boy who ran from the Marine Corps, he refuses to fight Randy because Randy's a runner. When it was time to set to 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 stand the line, he couldn't do it. Army versus Marines. That's a big football thing. People don't even realize. So now that we see this. Now that we have this, 
maybe you can do something with that. Well, Bobby, Bobby Lashley did serve in the Marine Corps. Excuse me. Not in the Marine Corps. I want to, uh, let's say, accomplishments, MMA, this, that, and the other. Bobby Lashley's father was an Army drill sergeant. His sister served in the United States Air Force, and Bobby followed in his father's footsteps, um, enlisting in the military, although he continued to compete in the Army world-class athlete program. Now, you can do Army versus the Marines. You can do a program with him and Bobby Lashley at that. You can get a, if you're going to have fans at this WrestleMania, you can get hundreds of Marines on one side and hundreds and thousands of the army on the other side, cheering on their respected categories. That would be fucking amazing. Or, or you can use Randy Orton and make it look like that he doesn't want to fight Randy because you refuse to serve this nation. You ran from a duty that you signed up for and it should be an honor to put your life on the line. Why don't we do, why don't we talk about that? The person who got discharged for for bad conduct. We need a storyline that's going to put Jackson Riker right in the middle of every person's attention. Riker versus Orton. Serva versus Runner. Riker versus Lashley. Army versus the Marines. You got two major storylines you can run with him and Randy ain't got shit to do. And if you do it right, you can give Randy the belt, the United States Championship, and let him run with that. And if you want to build it up, you can build it up to Bobby Lashley doing Army versus Marines later on. Jackson Riker is gold. He knows how to work the mic. I would love to be his spokesperson if I can get a job with the WWE. And this episode is not me trying to get a job with the WWE and saying I need to be his spokesperson. Or as Paul Heyman is a advocate. What I'm saying is there is money in Jackson Riker. And the best heat is legit heat. Vince McMahon is never going to turn down the opportunity to make money. He is a guaranteed ratings boost. You just don't see it yet. With that being said, I'm going to send this episode to Jackson Riker. I hope that he listens to it. I hope that he respects it. I never say this. I never do. But on this time, I'm going to say thank you for your service. And it doesn't matter who I support. What matters is that he believes in what he supports. He understands what he supports. He fought for what he supports. And that should be respected above any comment that he makes.
With that being said, I thank you for listening to this episode of Wrestlers with Experience. I wish Jackson Riker a personal Merry Christmas. I wish anybody listening to this podcast a Merry Christmas. And I want you to check out uh, tomorrow's episode, which is my co-host, Mark Morell, giving us the 10 things he loved and hated in wrestling this year. With that being said, I'm out. You know who I am. Dietrich Davis. I'll speak to you soon.